You're listening to another message from the Pentecostal Church in Normal, Illinois. Our mission is to honor God, love people, discover truth. I'm thankful to be in the house one more time. Hallelujah. Fellowship of the saints. Walking into his presence. Glory. There's nothing like the presence of God. Glory. I'm going to take my time this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. I would like to uh, preach to you this morning. And what I'm going to preach is echoing what we heard last week. Okay, It's echoing what Pastor Josh preached. If I came in here with something completely different, you better be worried. Okay, so when we, when we all line up, amen, we know God is moving and God is speaking and, and he is trying to really get through to us, amen. So, so this morning I would like to preach to you, press me, Jesus. My pain has purpose. If you would bow your head and pray with me this morning. Father, I give you all praise, glory, and honor, O oh God. Father, it is a blessing to stand here, O oh God, today and deliver your word. I pray, O oh God, that every word that comes out of my mouth, O oh God, be what you want to be said, O oh God. Nothing added and nothing taken away, Father. Father, you get all the glory, God. We are your people and this is your word, O oh God. Let it press into our hearts, O oh God, that it may build us, that it may edify us, O oh God. That the anointing will be poured out and you will get the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I would like to give honor where honor is due. Amen. We speak about the anointing and we know that the anointing flows from the head down. Amen. So we thank our pastor, uh, his family, uh, Cindy. Amen. Our leaders because, you know, without them, the anointing oil would not flow. Okay, there would be, I'll say, a clog in the line. Okay, but because they are yielding vessels and they allow themselves to be sensitive to the Lord, the anointing is poured out. So we give honor to them this morning. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. You may be seated. I know I'm doing this a little backwards. You usually stand for the reading of the word, but there's going to be a lot of words, so just sit and listen. <laughs> Amen. So we know that the anointing is really heavy in the house. So uh, that's what we are going to be speaking about today. Um, Isaiah 10 and 27 reads, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder, and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 through 21. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking. 
because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to, to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. One more. First Peter chapter 4, verse 12 and 14. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happen unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Press me, Jesus. There is purpose in the pain. We go back and we look at verse uh, Isaiah verse 10, verse 27. And, and by the way, let me just move that up a little bit and that out a little bit. Because if I get excited as I think I'm going to get, I might need a little room. Amen. <laughs> and if you get excited with me, we can all go there together. Amen. <laughs> so we look at Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. And we are speaking about the anointing that destroys the yoke. Well, what is the anointing? In the Bible, we see oil is symbolic of anointing. Whenever we see oil, we can, we can almost always, uh, always reference it to the anointing. And there were two steps for making, two major steps for making the anointing. We heard a little bit last week, Pastor Josh, uh, the olives go on the pressing stone, okay? And on this pressing stone, it's a stone that goes around. Sometimes it was operated by men. Sometimes it was operated by animals. And the purpose was to crush the bitterness out of the olive, okay? So after it got crushed, it was put in baskets, and it went on a press, and the press would press down. They would tie stones to it. There was one stone first, two stones, and then three stones. And it would press. And it would press all the juice out of the oil. Okay? Then it would be collected, and the oil would rise to the top and skimmed. And that's how you got the oil. Now, the first press was the purest press. Okay? That was a purest, anoint I mean, a purest oil. And with that, it had purpose because the purest went back to God. Babies, we dedicate them back to God while they're yet pure. Amen. The purest went back to God. It was used in the temple for lamps. It was used for a meal offering. And it was also used for anointing oil. Okay. The oil would be mixed with uh, four other ingredients and you would get the anointing oil oil. The second press was used for medicine. 
for healing. Okay? The third press was used for soap or cleansing, everyday need. Okay? So we find when we look at the anointing oil, when the anointing oil was used, it was to be smeared, it was to be poured or rubbed on somebody. Okay? And it wasn't the oil that had the power. But it was the representation of the Spirit of God that was on that person's life. These individuals who were anointed with oil were set apart for the use of God. So when you are set apart for the use of God, we find out that we can no longer do the things that everybody else does. I'm set apart. Uh, uh, the spirit of the Lord is resting on my life, and now there is purpose on my life, amen, because I have the purest oil that has been flowing from the head down. This is what destroys the yoke. Well, what is a yoke? A yoke is a wooden instrument that was put on the necks of animals, specifically an oxen. So that they could work together, they would work two by two so that they would work together to accomplish a task. A lot of times this meant plowing the field. The ox is viewed as a servant. It is a sign of strength and a sign of increase. The ox would work itself literally to death. They had the drive where they would work themselves into exhaustion and they would work themselves to death. Does anybody ever feel like an ox? <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. So when the oxen were yoked up, a lot of times what they would do is they would put the young oxen with the older oxen. Caleb spoke about it a little bit this morning uh, uh, about the experience the younger oxen needed the experience of the older oxen because the older oxen would teach it how not to kill itself, okay? When they were plowing the fields, the young oxen wanted to get away, wanted to run fast, which would mess the field up, wanted to yank to the side, wanted to get out of that yoke so it could be free. Thank you, Jesus. It would teach it patience. This is the same for humans. We need experience from other people. Somebody who has been there before. Okay? I think of me and my kids. Uh, James doesn't know how to tie a shoe. He needs my experience on knowing how to tie a shoe. He brushed his teeth this morning. We had to teach him. So there are things that we have to teach people in life. And this is also true when coming into the Lord. Amen. There are some things that we just don't know. I don't care how long you've been in the Lord. I don't care how long you, uh, 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 you fasted and prayed. I don't care how well you know the scripture. The second that we think that we don't need somebody, we are in trouble. So I will always need your experience just like you will always be, need my experience. And this is the unity of the body. 
So we have to teach each other what scripture means, line upon line, precept upon precept, so that we don't uh, distort God's word. We don't take what is pure and make it unpure. We don't take what is, what is fitting and make it unfitting so that we can stand before the Lord, pure before him. Thank you, Jesus. Here's the problem. The older we, we, we get, the more that we don't need somebody else's experience in the good time. Pastor Josh, I'm sure you can testify to this. Not a lot of people come up to you and need your advice when they are doing well. It's in the hard times. It's in the hardest times of people's life where we need experience from somebody else the most. Needless to say, we benefit from each other the most when you have gone through something. We benefit the most when you have been crushed. We benefit the most when you've had failure, when you've had pain or confusion or heartbreak or betrayal because now I can glean from you in a time where I don't know what to do. You can shed light on the situation because you have been there. Now we're going to get excited. Does anybody know who Marvin Sapp is? Marvin Sapp. You know a couple of his songs. If you don't know, you need to go look up his songs. Amen. <laughs> Marvin Sapp. One of the best songs he has ever written. One of the most played, one of the most anointed songs. This is what he had to say about it. He said, God had broke me. I was mad at God. But I knew that there was a demand on my life. So I couldn't stop doing what God called me to do. So he sat on a hotel floor and he began to write, never would have made it. He said, I know that I'm going to get through this even though it hurts. So I'm, I'm singing in declaration of what's to come. I know that I'm going to get through this and I know without you, I never would have made it. He said, I never would have made it. I would have lost it all. Does anybody ever feel like that when you look back over your life? If it had not been for the Lord who was on your side, where would you be? If it had not been for the Lord in my trials, where would I be? I would have lost it all. But through the trials, I can look back and I can see it was the hand of God holding on to me. And I was holding on to the hand of God. I feel like preaching this morning. Thank you, Jesus. We benefit. Twelve years later, we still benefit from his crushing, from his pain, from his hard time. Tell the story about David. Anybody know David in the Bible? You don't know Marvin Sapp, you better know David. <laughs> All right. <laughs> David, King David. We know there was a time when he should have been at war. But because he sat back, he sat on the rooftop and looked on the other rooftop. And he got overtaken in lust. 
and he ended up sleeping with another man's wife. This is King David, who we quote all the time. So if somebody falls short, don't look at them in judgment. Look at them what God can do with them. Amen. That God is still working on us. So David, sleeping with another man's wife, even had that man killed, had a baby with her. You know the story. Long story short is David got a word from the Lord, and he knew his child was going to die. David put himself in this situation. He put himself there. But having trust and faith in God, David laid before the Lord on his face. And he fasted and he cried out to God. And even though things did not go his way, you and I still benefit from what David did. Have you ever read the 51st Psalm? Huh? Has, it, has it ever ministered to you? Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Has it ever been you blot out my transgression? Amen. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear gladness. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. The sacrifices of God are a broken heart, spirit and a broken and a contrite heart. Thou wilt not despise. It's in David's brokenness that we can read how to get healing for our soul. Whether it be self-inflicted or whether it be an outside source. Now, can we look at Jesus? Jesus, the man who knew no sin, but yet he was beaten. He was mocked. He was talked about. He was conspired against. He hung on a cross bloody with, with thorns crushing into his skull. He had nails put into his hands. And he hung there bloody, suffocating on a cross. All oh, so that you and I could benefit the most from his suffering because he suffered. We have a chance of forgiveness because he suffered. We have a chance of eternal life. And now the things that have yoked us for so long. Can I speak about it a little bit? Now the pornography that you have been struggling with for so long. Now the fear and rejection that you have struggled with for so long. Now the addiction and the lying that you did, you don't have to suffer with. Why? Because it was the anointing that destroyed the yoke. Come on, I feel God. Somebody get excited with me. He overcame death, hell, and the grave. So that you and I could have a chance of life. We benefit the most. Not in the good time of Jesus' life. He said he despised the shame of the cross. He didn't care that he had to be beaten. He didn't care that he had to be broken. He didn't care that he had to be crushed. Because he knew that my name, your name would be written in the Lamb's book of life. We benefit 
from the suffering. We see the anointing because of the suffering. Somebody give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Once we start following Christ, once that yoke of sin has been broken, it doesn't mean we run free. We're yoked again. If you allow yourself, you're either going to be yoked with Jesus or yoked from what had you yoked in your past. So if I'm like this, I can never be all the way over here because there is something pulling me back to no matter how hard I fight, to no matter how hard I buck, to know how, how hard I try to leave that thing. It's going to hold on to me and it's going to have me bound because my mind is not yet made up. But once I make up my mind that I'm following Jesus, no matter the cost, I'm yoked with him. Thank you, Jesus. We become laborers together with God. We not only have the mind of Christ, but we have the same work of Christ. Because we're yoked together. We are plowing the field. So we share the same anointing that was on Christ when he said, I must preach the gospel to the poor. I must, I must heal the brokenhearted. I have to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering sight to the blind, and set free those who are captive. That is our yoke. Pastor Josh Wednesday talked about being an ambassador for a moment. But we don't get to be ambassadors of Christ and partake in the anointing of Christ if we have not been crushed. And the truth is, how do I relate to somebody else unless I've been there? Maybe not particularly what you've been going through, but I know what it's like to feel pain. I know what it's like to feel heartache and suffering. The truth of the matter is, Everybody will be put in the pressing wheel. Everybody will be crushed. Everybody will be pressed. But not everybody is anointed. Thank you, Jesus. Not everybody gets the oil, the purest, from God. Because the difference is when I am being crushed, when I am being pressed, when I go through my pain and heartache, am I pressing back on the one who is allowing me to be pressed? Am I pressing in in prayer in my hard times? Am I trying to find the Lord when I'm going through the worst time of my life? Because this is where the anointing comes from. Faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. So we grow in the pressing and we find out in the press and our weakness, his strength is made perfect. 
Hebrews 4 and 15 says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all ways tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Now, I have to speak about me because you didn't give me any stories about you. Okay? <laughs> so I remember when I was very young in the Lord. I had been in ministry maybe four, three, four years. And I knew that there was something missing. I knew there was a gift on my life, but I didn't know how to press in. So I started reading, how do I get there? How do I be like that person? How do I have the anointing of that person? And my prayer time became, God, crush me. God, break me. You think of the potter and the clay, smash me so you can make me what you will. I didn't know what I was asking for. But I knew I wanted to be used of God. I knew I wanted to grow in God. And let me tell you, God allowed the crushing to begin. And it doesn't feel good. For, year, for, for at least two years, I had heartache. I had pain. I had rejection. Trying to navigate through it all. Has anybody ever been there? But it's in that time that you feel God massage your heart. It's in that time where he makes a way out of no way and he brings provision that you never saw. It's in that time that he brings people into your life to build you back up uh, because you have been broken. It doesn't feel good. When I look back at it, I still don't like it. But let me tell you, during that time, and this is not bragging, like I say, this is experience. During that time, that's when God used me the most. Because now you can relate better. Now I can see the pain of somebody else. Now I can care about somebody else. We have to have bitterness crushed out of us so that we can have sympathy for somebody else. Because if not, we just look at with the judging eye or we look in being selfish. But when you have felt pain and you have let that pain make you, no longer will I judge you, but I understand where you were. And now I have to help you up. I'm inclined to help you up because I knew it almost killed me. So now I don't want it to kill you. Let me yoke up beside you and teach you how to do this. Let me yoke up beside you when you feel like failing. Let me yoke up beside you so that we can plow the field. First Peter 4 and 12, beloved. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which is to try you, as though some strange thing has happened to you. This year has been declared the year of the press. What does that mean? It means that when we know pressing is going, anointing is about to start flowing. And I don't want to miss the anointing. I don't want to be sitting in the back, amen, and everybody else is catching on fire. Everybody else has their lamp lit, amen, and I am dull and I can't shine any light. But I know that one thing, when the trials come this year, because they will come, when the hard times come this year, I will press. And the first press belongs to God. This is the purest. So what's being pressed out of me? God is putting something back in me. 
It's in the first press where you grow in that relationship with God. It's when you hear his voice. It's when you know his ways. It's where you grab his heart. The second press brings you healing for whatever you are going through. Because I don't care, like I said, I don't care how much experience you have. When you're crushed and you're hurt, you still need healing. You still need God to do something that you can't do for yourself. And the third press will come to clean up what God has been trying to work out of you. It'll make you clean to where you shine a little bit brighter. We had a, a cleaning lady come, and she, she cleaned the mirrors. She cleaned, she cleaned this lamp that, that is above, and I've never seen the lights shine so bright. Even when it was new. It's only two years old. I said, I have never seen it that clear. It's shining. But that's what the third press does. The greatest thing is when we are pressed, when we, when we have been crushed and we have been pressed, and the anointing starts to flow, now we have enough that we can spill on somebody else. To where now I know what you're going through. I have overcome this. Now let me help you overcome this. Let me make sure that you get free. I wonder what kind of anointing you want this morning. I wonder how deep you really want to go with God. We can stay on the outskirts and still be bound. We can just get a little splash of whatever goes on in the building, but we'll never be set free. I learned a long time ago, it doesn't matter if people are in church or not. People in church are still bound sometimes. People in church are still hurt sometimes. People in church still allow things from 20 years ago to affect them today because that trial the time of pressing is still pressing you in your emotions. You can be free today. You can be free today. With the made-up mind, freedom is yours. With the made-up mind, healing is yours. With the made-up mind, salvation is yours. But you have to press. I'm going to press into. Does anybody have that mind this morning? I'm going to press into the things that are pressing into me. I'm going to press into the thing that is hurting me. I'm going to press. Because I want to be free. Thank you, Jesus. God will give you the victory over whatever is crushing you. I'm done. I'm closing. And, and, you know, thank God because I heard a long time ago that when the people are quiet, they're listening. So, so I get excited, and I want you to get excited with me, but I know sometimes that's not the case. <laughs> Now's the time if you would stand. And, you know... Pastor, I feel led to do this. Can, can we make a, a specific altar call? You've heard the word preached, and maybe you are the one going through the trial right now. Maybe you don't know the Lord, so you don't know how to get out of your trial. This time is for you. 
If you need somebody to yoke up with you and pray you through, yoke up with you and just give you a little bit of experience, this time is for you. You can come down, you can raise your hand, whatever you're comfortable doing if you need it. There is no shame in it. There is no shame in it. Because we all need help from time to time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There is a reason you are here today. And the things that have held you bound, you've been fighting by yourself. You've been struggling by yourself. You've been suffering in silence. But you are in the house of the Lord today. And a broken spirit and a contrite heart, he will not deny. And when you do like Caleb said, you come down and you just cast your cares on him. You, you just lay them on him. God, I can't do it. It's on you. You give God the place to move in your life. Addiction no longer has me bound. Hurt no longer has me bound. Rejection no longer has me bound. And I've got the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Just another moment before we open the altars up for everybody. If that's you and God has been pressing on your heart. He's been waking you up at night and it doesn't feel good. You've been dealing with things from the past. Now is your time. Deliverance is here. Healing is here. God is here. Come on, go ahead and press. Wherever you are, go ahead and press. Go ahead and press. God set me free. I'll no longer live in the shame anymore. I'll no longer live in the shame from the past. I'll no longer be yoked up with what I can't escape. When you have your way. That's it, that's it. Go ahead and press. Go ahead and press. You're on the crushing wheel right now. Let him crush you. Let him crush you. It doesn't feel good. Let him crush you. I know it hurts. I know there's pain. But I must give it to you, God. I don't want to be like this anymore, God. Save me from myself. Heal me, God, from the wounds that have broken me. I give you the first breath, oh God. I give you the first breath, oh God. There's purpose in your pain. Right now in your name Something 
It's not too late. Come on, it's not too late.
myself when I came into a church and there was a man who commanded something into my life he said repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins and I keep seeing this so I have to share it and I'm not asking you I'm commanding you if you have turned from your sins repent be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins if you have not gone down in his name if you do not know him yet he is going to forgive your sin today That's up to you. But we press. No matter where you are, continue to press. Come on, we're going to wait for a moment and let that just sit. If that's you and God is drawing you, He said, You have been crushed too long. Because you refuse to be pressed. Today's your day. Benefit from his hard time. Benefit from his crushing. to listen to this message from the church. 
We hope you feel encouraged by the words you have heard today and would love the opportunity to get to meet you in person if you ever find yourself in Normal, Illinois. For more information on what's happening and to discover ways to connect, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and never miss a service. Also, follow us on social media. Find us on Instagram by searching thechurch.normalil or on Facebook by searching The Church. Direct links can be found in the show notes.